Have you opened your latest DTE bill and noticed something a little different? Maybe a higher balance at the end of the line? Last year, Michigan's Public Utilities Commission approved a rate hike, and the new DTE rating system began in December. That means residential customers are seeing, on average, a $6.51 increase on monthly bills. Now, DTE is also seeking a natural gas rate increase. If that's approved, it would start in November of this year. Today, why the rates go up and what people are doing in response to these increases. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Sarah Alvarez is the director of Outlier Media. She's been keeping tabs on energy hikes and DTE's business and is here to break things down for us. So for those who weren't following the electric rate hike, you you did a lot of investigative work in the run-up to that request. Can you tell us about DTE's justification? Sure. Well, I think most people don't follow these rate cases very closely. Most of us are looking at our bills and we are wondering why they keep going up. Um, and the reason they do is in this regulatory process called a rate case. Um, so every year, utility companies in Michigan can go before the Michigan Public Service Commission and say, we need more money to run our business. That process is called a rate case. So the basic argument of the utility companies is that their costs continue to increase and customers should be the people who pay for those increases. That makes sense because customers use electricity and gas, but I do think there's another body in this um, conversation that doesn't get a lot of attention, and that's shareholders. Yeah, DTE has pays out dividends every year to people who have stock in the company, and obviously not every utility is structured that way. There are there are many other forms that are uh, a little bit less profit driven. Right. So you could have a publicly owned utility. And actually, I know where you are in Ann Arbor. They're considering moving to a public utility model. And there's also cooperatives. And the difference between those and a for-profit utility is that when rates go up, the money that comes in goes right back into infrastructure or the costs of the company. In a for-profit utility like DTE, a lot of that money goes straight to shareholders. This was a model that is pretty antiquated, right? It's from the early part of the 19th century, and it's stuck around. So what the MPSC is looking for when they decide whether or not DTE is asking for too much money is, are the costs reasonable and prudent? And that includes shareholder profits, right? So that's the way they run their company. And it's reasonable and prudent for them to ask for money for their shareholders. So the power rate increase was a decision that was made by Michigan's Public Service Commission. People sometimes talk about their work as kind of happening behind closed doors. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that means? Yeah, I'm not sure I would use that term. It is a public process. The rate case process is public. Documents are made public. Testimony is made public. 
members of the public can submit comments. Um, people can intervene in the case, usually not as individuals, but groups of individuals do. Environmental groups, um, you know, consumer groups. The thing is, these cases are extremely complicated. They are very hard to penetrate. Every rate case has thousands of pages of documents, and it's very technical. And the people who actually decide on this, there's an administrative law judge who's an expert in utilities who makes the decision on on whether or not this rate is reasonable and prudent, and then gives their decision to the commissioners. And the commissioners then decide, okay, that seems right to us. They have the final call, but they're not doing all of the decision making. So I don't know if I would say it's behind closed doors. What I would say is that it's overcomplicated and inaccessible and for the normal ratepayer, it might as well be. And it sounds it sounds as though these things are in the hands of a pretty limited circle of people. With an incredible amount of expertise. I do think that the way that the rate cases are set up incentivizes the utility companies to bring a very complicated case because the cases need to be decided within 10 months. So the more that the utility companies kind of throw at the MPSC, this kind of flood the zone uh, idea, the more the commissioners and the staff and the administrative law judge have to go through to decide, does this make sense? And a giant private utility company with an army of lawyers and analysts and accountants is very different from a state agency with a small staff, even if they are experts. So that's another issue in these rate cases is like, you know, there's an army against a very, very small battalion. We need to take a break. More on DTE's energy rate hikes in just a moment. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. So as we mentioned, the, the rate hike that began in December was for electricity. Now DTE is seeking an increase for what customers pay for natural gas. Do we know yet what DTE's reasoning is about this? The reasoning is always the same. The reasoning is always that costs are going up. And that someone needs to pay for those costs in order to keep the entire system going. I did some back of the napkin math before we got on the phone. And by back of the napkin, I mean an Excel spreadsheet I've been keeping for years. But um, That's a very fancy napkin, Sarah. <laughs> right. A digital napkin. In the past, you know, since 2013, for both gas and electric, the Michigan Public Service Commission has approved 1.6% billion dollars in rate increases for DTE, for gas and electric combined, they've approved $1.7 billion 
in rate increases. There is, I talked to somebody a long time ago doing this reporting, and he said something to me that I feel like I come back to again and again. And he said, the business model and customers are on a collision course. Basically, with this model, there is never an incentive for costs to go down. They are only going to keep going up. From time to time, the Michigan Public Service Commission does say you're asking for too much. So not the most recent recent DTE electric increase, but the one before that. The Michigan Public Service Commission rejected 90% of that rate increase. They only gave DTE 10% of what they asked for. So I have a question about that. And it's kind of unfortunate I have to ask you instead of asking the guy who said this to you. But just to just to follow the logic, if costs are always going up, there's a part of me that feels like in the power industry, I could maybe see that. I mean, we are in a period right now where all utilities are are sort of on notice that we need to get off of carbon-based energy as fast as humanly possible. Now, the pace of that change may not actually be happening in as fast as humanly possible, but this is a time of great change. And and the kind of fossil fuels that, that DTE and many other companies do rely on right now are not particularly cheap and labor costs have risen. Is there is there any reason to think that power can be had any cheaper than we have it right now? There are a lot of people who think that it can be. What these people think is that the current system that we have of rate increases would not incentivize that to happen. If you can always go back to the piggy bank and it is always refilled by someone (laughs) that you don't even see, why would you say, I don't think I actually need that money? It's always there. We can always ask the customers for more. And customers feel the squeeze, but they don't have the ability to go somewhere else for their power. Attorney General Dana Nessel has been pushing back lately. Can you recap what it is that she's asking of DTE and the Public Service Commission? The Attorney General is typically one of the parties that intervenes in these rape cases. So they always get involved because they represent citizens of the state. What Attorney General Nessel is asking for is always the same. She's asking for DTE to back up why it needs to raise rates. She's not the Michigan Public Service Commission. She does not have to decide whether this is reasonable or prudent. She wants a very concrete answer of why exactly DTE is asking for the money that they're asking for and how they would be spending the money that they get. Because to your earlier point about power companies needing to invest in the future, that is very true. The question is, do DTE and consumers have to because of what the MPSC is saying in this rate case? And there have been a lot of questions over the years about what how these rates get spent inside of the company. Are we shoring up infrastructure? Are we getting ready for the future? Because Michigan's reliability, how often our power goes out, is very poor when compared to other states, and our rates are very high when compared to other states. 
My guest has been Sarah Alvarez. She has also reported on the degree to which DTE has spent money on uh, political concerns and lobbying in the midst of this environment. You can read that reporting at Outlier's website. Sarah, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganpublic.org. Today's pod was produced by our pod editor, Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Olivia Meradian and Laura Neong. And our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Pod music comes from Audio Network and from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be with you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.